Hey y'all, welcome back to the Power and Lipson Podcast. I'm your host, Solana Lewis. Today, Kristen Dunsmore and I talk about some end of the year recaps of our favorite performances of the year on both the men and the women's side. Are the biggest upsets of the year, um, our breakout lifters of the year, just a good conversation about like some of the best meets of the year, what we're looking forward to next year in terms of big meets and performances. Good conversation. Really just a nice little recap and some highlights. And I really enjoyed it. Um, I think you'll enjoy it too. We had a lot of some similar picks, but we had some that were different and we had good reasons for all of our picks. So that being said, if you have been rocking with the Power and Listen podcast for a while, I appreciate you. I thank you. If this is your first episode you've listened to, thank you for joining. I appreciate y'all so much. This is our last episode of 2023 before next year, which is like two weeks away. Um, but I appreciate you. Please do send this podcast episode to a friend. Leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. It means the world. And yeah, let's go ahead and dive into today's episode. All right, y'all. We are back for our final episode of the year. I'm the Kristen. But Kristen, That's before okay. I really let you talk, I have to ask <laughs> a question. Okay, let's hear it. So, you know, we spent a good amount of time together. I think it's been like four months-ish, maybe three, that you've been consistent on the podcast. I, I don't have. want time together to end. Oh. <gasps> Believe my official co-host. <gasps> did I pass? You did. Oh, yes, of course. Thank Yay! you. I I'm on one day, everybody. Oh, you're so sweet. I am official co-host of the Power and Listen Podcast. Power and Listen Podcast. I mean, the banner hey. on YouTube that I just started finally putting videos on YouTube, the banner already has you really big in it. <laughs> so oh, really? I showed you. Remember I showed you? I think you did. I'm going to have to look at it oh. again, though. <laughs> it, we both are the same size. We're big. Okay, good. That's all that matters. Exactly. Uh, yeah, hey, my Christmas wish coming true. Uh, Aww. <laughs> but, guys, I'm excited because me and Kristen spent all of our we spent hours putting together this list we i mean grueling overnight like days <laughs> days grueling over this yes this list <laughs> to do a i didn't list. sleep i've been thinking about it for a whole week now you're cracked out on caffeine <laughs> i've had so much i'm on like my third cup already oh Can really yeah double shot <laughs> oh man uh, but yeah, so today's podcast is like it's kind of like a year in review. We're gonna talk about like our favorite lifters of the year, our favorite meet of the year, our top three male and female performances of the year. If we thought anyone was a breakout, that's worth mentioning. And what I'm excited to talk about is the biggest upsets we think of the year. <laughs> oh, a lot of stuff. I want to stop start with the top three female performances. That's what I'm starting with. So here's what, how we'll do it. I'll give my number one, and then you give your number one. Then I'll go second, second, third, third. Does that work? Unless you want to go first, so I don't say your No, 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 no. No, you can go first. <laughs> go first. Okay. So when it comes to my number one favorite performance of the year on the woman's side, 
which is gonna she's gonna roast me so hard because um <laughs> I gave her second place to Jod. But when Natalie Richards not only went to her first roles in one, but got best lifter at Worlds, period, her first time ever in her life traveling to compete, even besides nationals, I can't really not give her my favorite performance of the year. Nine for nine, destroyed it, broke the world record. Like, <laughs> oh, it was incredible. So it's funny. Is that yours? Here's mine. Yeah. Ah, yeah, I said. No, I'm not mad about it. Well, and I think the reason that I say that too is because, I mean, we know that she's a strong lifter. It's not like she was a breakout lifter, right? But I think competing at local national levels is very, very different than competing at Worlds. And she's, up until this point, had never competed that I'm aware of in another country, like to travel out of state in a different, significantly different time zone. So for her to just come in and not only win her class, but she wins best lifter overall, that's huge. So that's why I give her my my number one spot. Hey, I like it. It's fair. I was like curious if you would pick someone else. Come like, who else can you pick? Like, I know. Just based I was- off of, like, <laughs> I was like trying to think of other people too. And I'm like, I keep going to, yeah, to Natalie. I mean, if you're winning best lifter at Worlds, I mean, you can't really get much higher than that, right? Not really. Okay, I'm curious. If you had the same, if we have the same second one, I'm gonna let you go first or third. <laughs> because, okay. Because I gave second place to Evie Corrigan. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll let you okay. talk about why because I talked about why first but yeah way. so Evie uh she competes historically as a 57 kilo lifter and she competed at the Sheffield she was ranked I believe in last place going into the Sheffield meet and the way that Sheffield is scored is it goes by percentage of how much you you break the world record by. So according to her list, she was in last place. She cut down to 52 kilos, but she didn't tell anybody. I don't think anyone really knew about it until the day of, and she ends up placing first. And I think that was, that's also my biggest upset of the year. <laughs> um, but like yes, I was not, I don't think anyone was expecting her to, to win the Sheffield. Um, so congrats to Evie. She did awesome. I'm really excited to see what she can do in 2024. Sweet. Okay. I will say as of just now, I cannot hear TV. Oh, you can. Okay. <laughs> it just started. <laughs> Turn it down. Sorry. Oh, good. All good. Um, yeah. I mean, every reason you just said, I think the best, the, the best part of it is like no one knowing, but like her inner circle and like, it's just funny because I, I did the preview show with two I liked and like I didn't even think about her, bro. Like <laughs> like I didn't even think about her. I don't think I said her name. Like <laughs> Oh really? <laughs> no, I mean we're talking about who we think is gonna do the best. And yeah. she's a girl who I just I see her rank last. I never pay attention to her and I'm not gonna start when I see yeah. her twelve out of twelve. <laughs> so yeah, that was pretty 
incredible. Um, and even being able to talk to her, because I did get to do an episode with her afterwards, like she is like so humble and sweet, and like just her her whole demeanor is just like I just went in there and did my best. <laughs> you know, like yeah, I haven't actually uh like spoken with her, but she does seem very very kind. So I hope that I do get to meet her at some point. That's always my favorite when like the person. I mean, not gonna lie though, I I love someone who's fierce and like, yeah, I deserve this one. Like, I'm not I'm not hating on that. But when you're like super humble, I'm like, oh my god, I just yeah, I am more like you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like hard not to like someone when they're really sweet. Yeah. <laughs> All right, unless you give your third one first, because I'm not. Gonna All right. So the, my th- if you have the same one as me, I'm we're just best friends. That's that's just it. All right. So my third, uh, and I don't know how to pronounce her name. So if I mess up, I apologize in advance. But it's Carlina Tangotia. Tangotia um, was my favorite, just because. Uh, I mean, I was really excited to see she had really strong uh, gym lifts that she was posting. And I think it was a really 76 uh, weight class with her, Jess Butner, and uh, Agata. Agata, Agata. Uh, it was really cool because they were kind of all, you know, with any, they all had a chance to place first. So for her to kind of come out on top was really cool to see. And she's also a physician as her career and they have crazy schedules I don't know what hers is but just knowing that she's able to put in the the time that she needs to train plus have a full-time job that is not uh low-key I think is really cool so that's why she gets my my third place yeah she's just very inspiring like truly even like when I'm like paying attention to her stories, like she'll like sometimes map out her day and she'll be like, you know, okay, seven o'clock and I have my last patient at 3 p.m. All right, now to the gym for SPD, five hours. I'm like, well, that's literally your whole day. That was your day. Work and train and then time to go to bed. And she does it and her lifts, like they never look like maxes to me. It's like, oh, that was heavy, but I'm like, she could put more on the way. Like, what? So I'm really excited to see what she can do in 2024 as well. I'm excited. I'm excited to see what everyone can do. Okay, so let's hear yours. So my, so my, like, this is harder for me because she was already strong. She just took such a long break from, from raw lifting that I'm still going to mention her. I think Carola Guerra coming back and just decimating the 63s. When, like, she was gone, and we all know that, wow, Larson was keeping me. Leah, Leah was just, like, her record is what everyone was going for, and then she comes in and just, like, destroys it, like, yeah, casually. Yeah, and, and this year, and... <laughs> yeah, and Leah competed as a 69 this year, so they're both competing at the Sheffield, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty, sh- I don't know if Leah's going to, I think the 69 world record is actually lower mm-hmm. than 63. So it would actually be smarter for Corolla to compete as a 69 because she has a better chance of, again, the Sheffield is based off of a percentage of how much you break that world record by. So if 69 is lower than 63, she's better off competing as a 69, meaning that they're going to be competing in the same weight class against each other. And I think everyone wants to see that. Yeah, I 
I I'm so happy you said that because that's why I'm hoping. I mean, it only makes sense for Carol to do it, but of course, like she's not, it's not like she announced it. But we're all just like, we all love a head to head. So a head to head at Sheffield that mm. was incredible because the head to head. Yes. That's what's so cool about Evie winning too. Like Naomi Albert got second. Yeah, <laughs> like, and, and she was class. she was expected to win first, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, we have her ranked as number one. We I may have had her ranked number one, but she was definitely like, we expected her to do very well. And like again, right. did not I don't think I said Evie's name. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't think anyone did. I think the Sheffield. Uh, I mean, obviously, we know that it was a great meet, and it's only going to get better from here. But the reason that the Sheffield was so exciting was because it wasn't a traditional. We're going off of weight class and dots. It was everyone against each other. The score, the way that they did the scoring was different. So it kind of was um, like anyone could win. And I don't know if anyone really like the first place lifters who actually who placed if they were ranked on almost anyone's uh well hey Zeus did you have him ranked at all oh yeah or, I mean, oh you did okay I, I'm not I may have I don't know if I give him first or second okay because I, I remember dots I was like I'm not sure oh not dots I know um world record I was like I don't know but it was yeah like, definitely mentioned <laughs> Yeah. And again, it's like how much you break the record by. So I think for me, I wasn't expecting Jesus. I knew he was going to do well, but I didn't think he would do as well as he did. You know, that he was going to break because the previous record was uh, Ray Lewis. And that record's been Williams? held for, pardon? Ray Williams? Oh my God. What? I did like, I say Ray Lewis? Oh my God. <laughs> it's okay. We forgive you. Wrong sport. <laughs> Wrong sport. <laughs> Ray I Williams. Like, I know Ray Lewis. Who's Ray Lewis? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ray Williams has held those records for ever. So when someone breaks a record that's been held for years, it's kind of, uh, you know, it's really excited and also unexpected. Is he your so. number one for men's side? No. Okay, well, he's my <laughs> number one. So I'm going to just, I was going to go first, but you just explain why he's my number one. Hey, Zeus. <laughs> for the men's side. Oh, you want tell me why he's your number one or you want me uh -huh. to? No, I was playing. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> my number one male performance. I mean, I I was looking at it and I was like, I can't not make him my number one male performance because you squatted a thousand pounds. Well, a little more than that, but a thousand pounds. You benched six hundred and you delved in nine hundred and like eleven pounds. It's hard not to, yeah. Like you lifted more than anyone. Like the total was the highest total we ever seen in the world. Period. Raw, uh, not raw. Like untested. Everything. You be untested. You beat them mm -hmm. out. Like, you, okay, so typically, right, like, when it comes to PEDs, right, like, the, the <laughs> bigger weight classes have the numbers that no one on the raw, on the drug free side can beat. Because, like, when you take PEDs, like, you get bigger. So, like, when it comes to, like, the small weight Oh, class, really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, like, on the small weight class, yeah. like, you know, 74, 66 men, like, we don't expect like the the untested side to have like these big records, but like the the heavy weight class period, we expect the untested side. Like that's why Dan Bell had it for so long. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like he come in raw, tested, and destroy his record on the biggest stage we've ever seen. Arguably the most competitive meet in the world, probably meet ever put on. You do it on that platform, not a local backyard meet. You know what I mean? Like this was this is hard to do. This is hard to do. And it was just so incredible to watch. And he did it so well. It wasn't like, 
I mean, it definitely wasn't easy, but like each attempt was just done so well. Like, I don't know. It was just, just watching it. I was like, I got to witness amazing history from my laptop. I'm happy about yeah. that. That's my yeah. number one. Like strongest in the world, period. <laughs> yes. Um, how is he placed on open powerlifting? Is he like just I'm not I'm trying to look at the numbers. Because I always like uh looking there so they can look up uh, you know, it's tested, untested. So I kind of um he's on he's me a second. Water, but I think it's just by dots. Okay, yeah. It oh, is. this is not the woman and men, so I'll play around. <laughs> <laughs> so uh he's he's my second. Um my first I think was you're gonna laugh, Austin Perkins. Um I think I mean everyone knew he, <laughs> he was strong. <laughs> but I think that people I wasn't expecting him to do as well as he did at nationals. And he beat Taylor Atwood, which I thought was almost unbeatable when he competed in 2021. I think he was something like 40 kilos less than Taylor Atwood. And then two years later, he, and at the time, Taylor's performance was like, he got best lifter. Everyone was like, oh my God. Like I was thinking it's going to be years before someone breaks his record. And yeah, Austin did it. Um, and he did it. He, I think his total was only a few kilos less than the 80, or was it more than the 83 best lifter or 83 first place lifter at nationals? It could be Angelo. It is Angelo. And I don't remember how much, I Where think I'm pretty sure Austin did more, if I'm not mistaken. I'm 99% sure you're right. Hold up. So we have a mm -hmm, mm -hmm, 1876. Okay. And now we look at <laughs> Angela Pertino. <laughs> if I could type better, that'd be great. Yeah. No, he beat him by a lot. <laughs> I didn't know how. <laughs> Yo, yeah. He, uh, he beat him. So yeah, he beat the big class above him. And I think I remember hearing too, like he would have been top three in the 93 weight class. At nationals too, like top, like they're yeah, like, and his lifts weren't even maxes. If you were to watch his third attempts, bro, they were like, yeah. So he actually, yeah, if he went to like a ten ten rep ten RPE or something, I'm like, oh, he probably would have placed first as a ninety three. Who knows? So it's really cool to see him. Um, kind of, I also have him as a another ranking later on but yeah he was probably my favorite person to watch. best best performance um he's also ranked number one in the tested fed uh jesus is number five currently okay this is based yeah. off dance though but also i think austin now takes number one on every single scoring system too i wouldn't be surprised good. yeah so yeah, yeah like does good lit, everything just like number one crazy yeah and he is so officially competing in PA. Oh, yeah. So he's going to compete at nationals, I'm sure. And it'll be really cool to see how he does in the international stage. Because, again, it is different. Well, the thing with Austin, too, that's cool that people, like, maybe forget just because he's been competing for, like, a decade, which is wild because he's, like, young. He's, like, 23 or 24. But, like, Austin has? Yeah. Oh, like, I didn't know that. He's, he's, he's gone to the World Games more than once. 
World Games. Oh, was he? In a, he was an equip lifter. Yeah, he's an equip for you. Oh, I. So, like, oh, okay. Stages. And so yeah. that was cool. And uh, obviously, like, he didn't always do amazing every time. But, like, at least at this point, like, okay, you have the strength. You now should have more confidence. You did it on the platform where, like, mm-hmm. it really mattered. And now you've actually been used to a big audience. So, like, we just got to put it all together and go to Worlds. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I'm excited. He and was my, my number one. And that's why he's my number two. Anywho. <laughs> No, but seriously, that was, it was so incredible. Even, I wish I could say I watched the whole thing. Like, I was literally competing at the same time. And therefore, mm-hmm. I, I watched, but, like, I couldn't, like, even wrap my head around where his numbers were at or, pay or like, follow it. But yeah, it's, it's cool to even, like, have been competing at the same time on the same platform as, like, a ridiculous historical performance. Like, that was mm-hmm. one of my favorite moments in 2023. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so that's my number two all right you go ahead who's number two? <laughs> oh, i had jesus <laughs> oh okay we, all right so yeah. i'll let you number three first then i don't think i was the same person rondell hunt okay he was not my number three go ahead <laughs> okay um well i just i i knew he was gonna do well um and obviously he did so he he was just a fun lifter to watch um and he's ranked currently number three on the open powerlifting so just and this is again against every single weight class and he's kind of another one that I think he has a lot of room for improvement and I don't know if he's is he been open if he's staying USAPL or well he's uh IPF okay so is he going to compete as Virgin Islands no he's going to serve as ban Oh, how long is that? It's for oh, because he did USA. He anywhere from twelve to twenty four months, and he's not sure yet. Well, I guess that scratches that. He's honorable mention, then I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he can still be in top three performances, though. Yeah, no, and his uh, his his yeah. USAPL nationals performance was probably one of my favorites. Yeah, um, that's why like when I saw, so I don't really watch most of his YouTube, but like I do follow every bigger person just because I podcast, and he did post mm-hmm. like, this video maybe three days ago ways ago about why he's doing IPF everything made sense but like what bothers me so much is like when I read the rule book a few months ago and I saw like a band can be anywhere from 12 to 24 months just depending on what they want to do so like, it just if they like you or not or I guess so like it didn't, it didn't <laughs> clarify well and make it 24 versus 12 but it's just like I think it was if you like especially if you have a second band and this is like his second band because like he switched he tried to join IPF and they banned them and then he went to nationals so he did another meet why why did they ban him the first time so yeah um he, he did he didn't even do corrupted strength yeah no he didn't do corrupted strength and he wanted to see if he could go to IPF and then he signed up for it and they they banned him based off the game day meet he did last year they were like okay great you signed up like now you had to stay, stay rebanned 12 months but he didn't compete he competed at game day last year so and it was within 12 months of him mm. trying to go to IPS. So he had to serve the rest of the band. So instead of doing that, he did nationals. Yeah. Now he's IPF. The band will start from when nationals was, but it's anywhere from 12 to 24 months. And so we'll see how long it is. Um, I pray it's 12, you know? Yeah. 
So the way that the ban works for powerlifting, well, it's actually a, an IPF role. We should probably explain this is if you compete for a federation that is recognized by the IPF, such as powerlifting America or any other uh, IPF affiliate, if you choose to compete in a different federation after being a member, then you will receive, I guess, at least at minimum 12 months. And the reason that people such as Austin and Ashton, uh, Brandon Petrie, uh, who else is coming over from USAPL competing? Um, Celine and Gabby Martinez are on the women's side. So they're all coming over from USAPL. And the reason that they are allowed to do that and that they don't have a ban is because they have not been members beforehand. Mm -hmm. So Rondell was previously a member of IPF, decided to do a USAPL meet, which is no longer recognized by the IPF. And now he has his apparently second ban. So they'll probably give him two years. Girl, fingers That's crossed. Unfortunate. Months, we don't know. But yes, thank you for explaining that too, because sometimes I'll be talking, I forget, wait, people are listening. Please explain what we're talking about. Yeah, why is why is there a ban? So and I think specifically it's Article 14 is what the ban is. And not only is it uh affecting lifters, but also someone uh like myself. So if I am a member of Powerlifting America. I still have athletes who compete in the USAPL, but I cannot be at their meets to coach them. So I give them their programming and then I'll ask you if you can handle one of my lifters or someone else. But if I am there and handling an athlete, then I would receive a ban. And I believe Matt Gary is an example of he was a member because he had athletes who were coaching or he was coaching at, I think it was Powerlifting America, right? And then he went to, no. No, yeah, he it was Nationals. Okay, but he he already had the ban at Nationals, right? But PLA Nationals. He was with Ray, right? Is that the Yeah, but then he must have gone back to US. So he, I think it was 2022 Nationals, maybe. I don't know, but he's banned. <laughs> I don't know what being like. I think I, I think just now. Is, <laughs> is Steve DeNovi, is he banned as well? technically yes i mean he, he will be he can't uh because he was there at powerlifting america nationals 2023 mm -hmm. and then was he there at usapl nationals back mm -hmm. in september and he was handling his athletes so that means that he will not be able to handle his athletes at powerlifting america nationals right yeah, or Sheffield. Oh. He will be in the audience. He's already ready to go in the audience with the whiteboard. Like I think that's what everyone is. I think even Matt Gary, he'll be in the audience texting his wife, <laughs> telling her sure. what numbers to put on. I don't know. Because I, I don't know if his band might be over by then. I'm not sure. I need to ask. I think his, I heard something. His, his might be, I think, I don't, I think it starts on like the day that he did so, that. Like, for, yeah, so for Steve DeNovi, for example, it was like if Nationals was in the beginning of September, then the band starts that day. I could be wrong. Don't quote me on that. But <laughs> so that means powerlifting uh, national American Nationals and Sheffield. He wouldn't be able to. He can be in the audience. He just can't be behind in the warm-up room. Exactly. 
Beautiful. Well, I mean, it sucks. Not beautiful. It sucks. I'm just saying that's a great explanation of a horrible rule. Annoying. Yeah. Um, it's it's frustrating for, I mean, I, I guess I could understand athletes, you know, if you don't want them in other federations, but for coaches who are helping their athletes, I don't know if I, or even just participating, if you, uh, uh, MC, uh, USAPL me, you would be banned if you were a previous member of IPF. So it's not even just isolated to athletes. It's pretty much any member of IPF. If you stray outside of the Federation, then you're, you're done. So I think that's kind of a little aggressive. Mainly aggressive. It's ridiculous. Um, but, but my third, my number three, and to say to you real quick about Rondell, I'm I am happy he's going to switch and someday we'll see someday we'll see him on the IPS stage because like he has talked so much on podcasts about how like his performances are so like they're just kind of looked over. And I agree because like he competed as a guest lifter even at USAPL because he's not a citizen of US of United States of America. So our nationals, if you want to do that, like you can't do it unless you're literally have a American yeah. like He's Trinidadian. Like Trinidadian. So um his like his stuff does get glossed over a lot. So like if he actually can do IPF, like it will count and then people will really see it. Like he's putting up numbers that are above everyone else, but like by a long shot in the weight class, but like we don't really talk about it too much. Like yeah. so yeah, it's frustrating. He does. And he's current so I said uh like based on dots, Jesus is number five, Rundell is number three. So the top five, and I'm just reading this off of open powerlifting, is Austin Perkins is number one, Taylor Atwood, Rondell Hunt is number three, four is Jesse Norris, who <laughs> for oh, your lifters. 83 <laughs> kilo weight class, Jesse Norris. And what year was that from to say there? 2015? 2016? I, don't I think 2016. It was Scranton, Pennsylvania. Like, actually, I can look it up. Uh, still still counts as like ridiculous oh 2014 like yo like 2014 he was 21 and this was in the 90 kilo weight was this us yeah usapl 340 kilo squat why is this all in pounds uh 200 kilo bench and then that can't be right is this 375 kilo deadlift that's yeah yeah okay i was just getting uh, confused. Yeah, okay because it was all they were they're all chips so it's like 340.2 kilos 199.6 kilos so yeah so he has um the fourth highest dot score and that's from 2014 and then jesus is uh number five yeah okay amazing um but I will say my number three performance, top three performances, I actually gave three to Jalen Falk. Um, so I don't know if, if you watched, you would say that. Should I you like, who the heck is that? I'm so bad. <laughs> Exposing you with your facial expression. But I um, know. Jalen Falk, he is 19 and he won the 100 kilo weight class this year at Nationals. He did it from the session one. So he was not in prime time. Because his last meet didn't go great. So he was in the first session, competed before everyone else in the 100 kilo weight class, and just beat everyone by a long shot. Um, it was 
a performance that a lot of people who pay attention to him, like I pay attention to him for a couple of years, and oh, uh, maybe a year and a half now, and like we knew he could put it together, but he just hadn't. Um, I even competed with him at Carolina Primetime, knowing this is in pounds, but like, that was like one of his worst performances. Like he got like a 742 pound total, and that nationals, which is literally three months later, 1931 pound total. Yeah, um, okay, I'm looking up his numbers. Okay, that's yeah, like an extra 90 kilos from that meat that didn't go well. And it was just a perfect execution that no one could even get near when it came to prime time. He's 19. Like, he's got so much potential in this 100-kilo weight class. So that's why I chose him. It was a beautiful performance. It was, like, literally what we've all been waiting for that we thought would happen at Carolina prime time but didn't. And so that's why I give him third place. So the person who came in second, if this is the right, uh, was hundred and twenty kilos behind him 121 I Tyler know Keller came in second let me make that... sure this is looking at the right thing but yeah I think it's a second, yeah they came in uh the second place lifter totaled 120 kilos left then uh what's his name Jalen Falk Jalen Falk yeah so he beat him by a lot <laughs> damn it was that's a big impressive. day. It was a big day. So, yep, that's that's my third place, Jalen, and I'm excited to see what he does next. I don't know what he's doing next. Oh, I've not paid attention. But oh wait, no, I lied. That's I'm wrong. Is it? I was actually looking myself tonight. Is it Dwight Burns? So it's third. No, so now I'm confused because I was looking at something totally different. Um, okay, I got it right. Jonathan here. Oh. Hall came in second. Girl, what you looking at? I don't know. Well, <laughs> it was Dwight. <laughs> Dwight first came in second and totaled a full hundred pounds less, whatever that is, and so forty five kilos less. Okay, so big gap from first and second, especially when you know the numbers in advance. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So it was a hundred kilos less, one hundred and twenty. Hundred pounds, forty five kilos. Hundred pounds. Oh, okay. But still, big don't, gap. So don't listen to me. But that's still that's still a lot. I was like looking a at 20, the sheet yeah. and I was like, I don't think that's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but all right, all right. So we did the woman and men's top three performances. Now let's do biggest upset of the year. Let's start <laughs> with the woman. <laughs> so we already spoke about her, but Evie Corgan at the Sheffield meet was my number one pick um, just because no one, she was placed last and she won, she got first. So I, and no one expected that. So she was my biggest upset for 2023. So, and yes, we already did talk about Evie and it makes a hundred percent sense. Cause that really was the biggest upset of the year. So I'm going to mention another one that was truly in comparison to this, not above it. And me and mm-hmm. you talked about it before, and I, I, I was like trying to not make it obvious that I was going to talk about it. But um, when we talked about PLA Nationals, um, when we did, so did we do a, re- a show? Yeah, we did. We did a show about PLA Nationals for this year. And when it came to the 69 kilo weight class. Um, I don't think I was on the podcast yet. Oh, no, no, so no. This, have... this was two highlights too. Like we did like a previous oh, okay. oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So it was two highlights because I don't do, I don't do those anymore. Oh, by myself. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> having yeah. having Steven help me. Incredible. But 
Yeah, when I remember talking about Chelsea versus Claire, and literally we were just like talking about Claire's numbers and how great her training was going. And when it came to Chelsea, we said, Hey, good luck, you know, it's great that she gets to be on the platform. Like, that was basically what we said. <laughs> like, you know, woohoo, you made it here. We can't wait. Yeah. To Second place is going to be great. It's a good accomplishment. <laughs> like, that's how we were. And like, I watched the meet at Adelante Barbell Club with my friends on the couch. Like, in between us lifting, we kept sitting down, and we were like, even from, from starting from the squats, we were like, wait a minute, hold up, hold up. Mm-hmm. Claire's not having the best day, and Chelsea's on. And yeah. Chelsea's on. And she beat Claire and got to go to Worlds, and no one, obviously you're her coach, but so you don't count, no one has her <laughs> ranked at beating her. Like, nobody. Yeah. Like, like, that, like, we were all on the couch like, wait, <laughs> what's going on what happened yeah so and I know that uh some people like to to talk smack on this but we chose not to post her lifts her training lifts um for that reason and I know I I think a part of it it actually kind of I think she listened to that podcast and not to say that it bothered her but she was kind of like yeah they don't expect me to win and it I think it was kind of fuel almost um but she did it in a really so good way um I think she has a really good mindset about going into to training and you know hey I'm gonna just do what I can you know and there's only so much that I can do um maybe this time we'll we'll be a little bit more open with our 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 posting just because I do think it makes for good content so you guys can have a, a better inclination about or maybe I'll just send you her videos and you can be like I have exclusive access to <laughs> um <laughs> yeah, but even leading into so she I had that uh performance as my my third. Um but Chelsea and Claire going into that meet was very much everyone expected Claire to to win based off of her training lifts, um based off her past performances, gym lifts, not training lifts. Um and then yeah, Chelsea she hadn't been posting hers and so people were expecting <laughs> yeah, it was like a token like congrats you got second. So that was really uh, exciting for the both of us. So wait, what you're really saying is when you mentioned the feel we gave her on Two Our Lives by like barely talking about her, you're saying I'm the reason she <laughs> was strong on the day. It's all me. <laughs> it saying? was only you. It had nothing to do with Chelsea's training. Not, it was just, just Solana is why Chelsea won. So thank you. You're so welcome. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I'm I'm happy we talked about this because it's one of those like it happened so long ago. People have short term memory. It was you know, and PLA Nationals was just not a big meet overall because like there weren't a ton of people doing it. But like there was there were some battles, so that was yeah, cool. and that was probably the if you know the the competitive battles that was that was one of them. Next year is going to be exciting. Twenty twenty four nationals. Everyone from USA. <laughs> So is USAPL going to be a thing? Yes, PL is always going to, here's what we have to realize, right? It's turning into like a, a local meet kind of federation where we're putting on big, big, better local meets. Like we have the primetime meets going on. Like there's still a lot of momentum. And you have to realize too, like this year they got to 33,000 members. It was 23 last year. Yeah. They gained 10,000 members this year. So it's still a big federation. I think it'll always be the biggest, like actual largest drug numbers wise, numbers wise in the country. 
But when it comes to IPF, the most competitive people are going to be at PLA, the number one. Yeah. Um, so like from our perspective, we, we're always thinking of number one, number two, best in the world. So, like in our heads, like, oh, will it be anything? But like for people who aren't like number one, number two, it absolutely will be something. 100%. Yeah. And that's that's actually very fair because USAPL still has a lot more meets, local meets. And I can, or, but if you want to compete in PA, you likely are going to have to travel even to a local meet. Exactly. So compete USAPL. And then once you kind of feel like you're competitive enough to go PA, then you can, you know, travel to a local meet to, to compete. But yeah, I, I see what you're saying. That's well It'll be around for a minute. It'll be around it's not the way ever it's just the quality of like the the number one lifters like the allure like the excitement when you see your favorite lifter your favorite lifter must swole you might have already switched because she did not be switching you know what i mean it's like that's gonna happen but even like for example i live in new jersey and kevin the owner of 110 just announced that rising tide which was a big local meet like gabby martinez won last year that was in texas Mm -hmm. he's gonna bring it to jersey and, like, we have never had, like, a big primetime meet ever in the Tri-State area. It's, like, my current friends, like, I have a lot of friends here who, like, are just local level lifters. They're all so excited. They're mm-hmm. all so excited. And I'm, like, yeah, this is your crowd. Like, none of them are yeah. trying to win at nationals. They're just happy to get into nationals. So, like, mm-hmm. they have, yeah. They're going to be all right, but they ain't going to have the number ones, number twos. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's where we're at. All right, I'm going to do my male upset because I feel like I'm not the same person again. I want to say <laughs> I am giving male upset to Carl Johansson for winning the 74 kilo weight class at IPF Worlds when Taylor Atwood won for like five years straight. <laughs> to, like, I, just... okay, I know, I know. Like, I mean, it's funny because at the beginning, I was like, we can't say who we have. I feel like, just tell me who you have and we can come up with some other people. <laughs> well, so, so, Solana and I were all the these weeks that we spent together trying to put this list together. We did not tell each other who we were picking because we wanted to have different people, but of course, we're like, we're going to pick the same. So, yes, I had, and, and for the same reason, Taylor's great, but, you know, a good upset is always kind of fun to see. Yeah, and it was, like, crazy because, like, we all saw how Shuffle went for Taylor, which was not great. And going into Worlds, like, even for the previous show, Twilight Lights, like, we all still chose Taylor because we knew he was hurt, but we didn't know how hurt. We didn't know how strong everyone else was. And Carl was a 74-kilo world champion for juniors the year mm-hmm. prior. And the I, how much he put a lot on his total. He put like a long total in a short amount of time, and I did not see him coming in to win. I really didn't. I did not. So like that was just like you beat the the, the best of all time because he was literally like people over you. The best. Go, go go go! No, he was actually the greatest of all time across every single point scoring system. It was Taylor, and you went and yeah. beat him, and like had a great day. Yes, and Taylor, he. I know, I don't know if he's still injured. I haven't talked to his coach about it recently, but I know that leading into uh, like nationals last year, he kind of just did a token, you know, squat, but like it, his total was way less. And because he was, he was hurt, but last year didn't, 
<laughs> you didn't really need much to to win. So at national or at world is when he, they really try to push it. And obviously based off of his performance, there was obviously still some, uh, some lingering issues going on there. I do think that if Taylor can get healthy, that he could has a, he has potential to like be competitive again and do really really well. So I hope that things kind of look up for him because um, number one, I never like seeing people getting hurt because I've been there in that situation and it freaking sucks. It's not fun. Um, but yeah, it'd be cool to to see him kind of have a good comeback meet. So we'll see. Yeah, I just checked too. Carl, um, his last meet was. 22 and a half kilos less mm. um, for Worlds, and that was... I was going to say how many in between? A nine-month gap. So, yeah, to add 22 and a half kilos in nine months is uh, that's pretty good. As and a elite lifter, like, that's huge. That's huge, and on top of that, looking at his last deadlift, like I think if he absolutely needed to, he could have put a little more on it. It wasn't like he was full-on. You know, you never know, but it was just really mm-hmm. well done. Um, yeah. As what you're saying about Taylor... Even if, like, I think, yes, of course, if he can get back to not being injured, he'll be competitive. But, like, then you have Perkins. Then you have Carl oh. on his total in nine months. He's going to keep getting stronger. Like, he's young. The junior, yeah. he's going to keep getting stronger. And sometimes, uh, like, when these situations happen, it's almost like you have to, in your brain, you, you're trying to play catch up because you've taken so long away from, you know, consistent, regular training and then as you're trying to rehab, you see these new lifters who are just getting closer and closer, beating your total. And then you're like, oh, I got to, you know, I got to catch up. So and sometimes that that mindset can be almost detrimental, too, because you're probably pushing yourself more than you probably should. So we'll see. Yeah, we, we will literally see. Um, <laughs> okay, breakout lifters of the year. Um, so I'm going to give my definition of breakout lifter because even talking to other people <laughs> via DM, not even just you, I'm like, you bring up people who in my mind, I'm like, how's that breakout? So in my mind, I think a breakout lifter doesn't have to be someone you didn't know at all who came out of nowhere, like someone you never heard of, but it should be someone who like was either doing just pretty well and then boom, they rank super high in a big high level meet and you didn't see it coming. or, Or it could be someone who literally like, you had never heard of and like they freaking come out and win something along those lines and i mean like, just like you really were not expected to be great and you came out and i and i'm just flabbergasted by how well you did that's the shock i want so with that okay. being said i will say for myself on the woman's side i chose both usapl people um i gave it to natalie hunter and if you don't okay. know who hunter is um she got third place this year at nationals in her weight class and now the weight class escapes me <laughs> in this moment. But she got third place from the morning session. She is 76. No, no, she's lighter. She's light. I'm checking right now. Is it 60? I think it's 60. Six. Oh, wow. I was really off. Yeah, 60. Um, okay. But yeah, like from the morning session. On top of that, like last year, I think it was last year. I believe it was the end of last year. She she's from Virginia and she went into Faber's meet to do her first meet ever. And she asked him, like, hey, like, can I break a world record here? And he was like, you know, I mean, you can, but just focus on like doing your first meet. Like, you know, he kind of brushed her off. And she came in and beat multiple records. Who's her coach? Her meet. She's now coached by Patrick Carr. She wasn't coached by him. Uh, 
first meet, but like she just came in strong AF. Yeah. Like that was her first meet last year. Then you come to nationals within a year and get third place. And you yeah. were thinking you can rank high enough going into nationals to be in prime time, but she still got third place from session one. Like that's ridiculous. So I gave it to Natalie. Who is Okay. The- so I gave mine to an IPF lifter. She's a French competitor. Her name's, and I might butcher her last name or pronounce it wrong, Clara Perod. Perod, I don't, I'm, if I butcher this, I'm so sorry. Uh, she's a 69 kilo lifter. So she's not a new lifter. She's compete, and she's competed at Worlds in the past. Um, and she plays third this year I believe at worlds but she just competed at Europeans I believe and she totaled like a I think a 540 or 542 um which is only not that far behind Leah and she's another younger lifter has a lot of room to grow um she's put about I think from she she competed at Worlds, and I think she believe she did five thirty kilo total, and then at Euros this past within the last two weeks, it was five forty or five forty two. So that's at least ten. Yeah, and so she's gonna compete again at Worlds, I'm sure, and so it'll be really. I'm excited to see what she has to, what she's gonna put up because I think she's kind of the. She's not a very very well known lifter she doesn't have like a huge following she doesn't get posted a ton on you know king of the lifts but um i think she's kind of like a hidden gem that people are gonna start learning about pretty soon solid okay yeah someone who i would not be thinking of i think my (laughs) someone who you probably we don't think that's the same person i'm giving my can't because i (laughs) so um because it's not ipf Are, are you both ipf Minus. Okay, yeah, mine's USAPL. I gave the male side to Joseph Borenstein. So he oh, got is. second place. So bad. It's okay. He got second place this year in the 75 kilobit class behind Perkins. So obviously, it's easy to overlook him because that was, we just watched one of the best meets we ever seen performances ever. But he put a lot on his total. He actually got, sorry, we were doing pounds, a 1764 total, which was very very competitive like if Perkins wasn't yeah. and doing stuff that no one's ever seen <laughs> before yeah. like he destroyed it like it would have been impressive he really yeah well. he did really well and he put on he just been very consistent too like last his last meet before that was Arnold's like mm-hmm. in that time he added 80 pounds to his total like uh, so from March so six months yes yeah months. That's impressive. He's been competing since wanna... 2018, so he's not brand new. So, like, stuff is just clicking, and he's just, like, on a beautiful roll. Like, it was a really good meet. That was an excellent performance. It makes me happy because as we see number ones all switch over to PLA, like, that weight class will still be competitive because he's getting really strong in it, so it'll still be something to talk about. And so, mm-hmm. that's like it just... And it, and he'll probably eventually be one of those who transitions over to PA if he as he gets stronger and maybe at worlds one day it's like (laughs) you want to come over and 
be really strong, but like be a hundred pounds behind the guy. Right. <laughs> um, but if it's very smart of him to stay with Safiel next year and like we can win some money out. So yes. So my breakout lister of the year, uh, and I think <laughs> was Oscar Trapino. And Bro, again, there's no end in the last Carpio? Yeah. You said Carpino, right? I did. Carpe- I'm thinking Carpino <laughs> score. Carpino, the Carpino <laughs> score. You're hilarious. <laughs> I'm on a roll today. Get on it, girl. <laughs> Best podcast ever. <laughs> and I was so nervous about butchering his first name and <laughs> pronouncing his first name wrong. Okay. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> So the reason that I picked him, I think, I mean, he was, a, he's been a strong lifter. It's not like anyone was, was surprised, but he was another one of those who, um, you know, didn't really struggle much at, uh, at nationals in PA this year, but you know, when you're at world, it's very, very different and you never, you know, it, it's just, it's a different mindset. So he won his class did really, really well. Um, he's another one that I think is a lot of room for improvement. He's kind of like in the top of his class right now. And yeah, I'm kind of excited to see where he goes from there. Yay. It's a very good pick. It's a good pick because watching Muscar, like that <laughs> weight class is just not big. Like six mm-hmm. is not big. So it's hard to make a statement. He really made a statement this year, like almost by one that like, almost got in the Sheffield. You know what I mean? And like no yeah. one was that class really. And I don't remember who's first sorry see. I don't remember who's first in that class, but it's someone who like literally failed the drug test. Like so and and that's be so Wapgar's second overall total in that class and he wants to definitely beat it and try to beat it next year if he can. Yeah. But it's like that's very strong. Like you are you're bringing attention to a class that doesn't get a lot of light and I like that. Mm-hmm. Agreed. The last topic is who are you excited to see in 2024 or who, what competition or what, uh, go ahead. For me, it's just straight up Sheffield. Like, okay. It's hard to not say Sheffield. I'm hoping I still figuring stuff out my friend. I'm hoping I actually beat her a lot in person to see it. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be cool. And just, overall hearing so much about like, the arena how big it was and like watching the live stream like obviously they can always make adjustments and it was overall a good live stream like as someone who works as a speaker and commentator in live streams like it's hard to have everything go beautifully flawless it was still a great mm-hmm. live stream. but hearing from the people who were there in person like the experience was so much better in person so i'm excited yeah. For that. um yeah anyone in particular People, I mean, I think on the men's side, I definitely want to see if Jesus can beat what he did last year for sure. I mean, that'd be incredible. It's like, can you beat it or not? Um, I want to see if Delaney can actually beat Russ. Because, like, when you think about mm, it, that's like, a good one. Russell's coming back. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't have to deal with him at all till after Sheffield. So this is, like, your chance. Because Russ coming back and he's, he's strong. So and he hasn't competed... Did he compete at Nat? He didn't compete at nationals this oh, year. So, like, we don't know. His, his training, his last performance was what Arnold last year. Did he compete at Arnold? Yeah, Arnold. Uh, so it was a over a year ago Korea? in twenty twenty one. Then, yeah. Yeah, I guess it was Korea. 
oh when was that february december of 2020 december 2020 okay so that was yeah about a year ago yeah a year ago a year ago so i mean that's a lot of time to make improvements so you're not just comparing his performance from three months ago you're comparing it from a year so sometimes it's kind of hard to gauge like how well so it'd be really interesting to see yeah that's a good one I didn't even think of that yeah I I, I really think of it as like this is your I want to say last chance because like obviously you can keep competing in stronger but this is your chance to take that record because rest this is to prove it and he's gonna want to prove his point and make sure that yeah that'll be a good one yes so I agree I um the Sheffield, I'm pretty sure that's going to be on everyone's. Um, but I'm really excited. And this is just because, you know, the weight class, Leah, Corolla, mm -hmm. and um, Agata Sitko is dropping to 69. I know. So I forgot she... about that, though. I know. I forgot. Yeah. So they're so Leah, Corolla, and now Agata are all going to be a 69 competing against each other, trying to break the records. Uh, Agata just totaled 555 in the gym this past week or within the last couple of weeks uh, I don't know what her body weight is currently so I don't know how she, well she will do as a actual 69 a lot of times when you cut weight like that there does seem to be a little bit of a drop in performance um, but she doesn't seem to be struggling so far so yeah I'm really excited to to see her she's that that class in particular that class is huge. I'm excited to see Natalie Richards on this stage as well. Like your second big, mm -hmm. like, are you about to, and she's going against Josh again. Like, mm -hmm. that's huge. Um, I'm really looking forward on the men's side. Like, I mean, this is just like, they're running, like, Gavin, like, can you get your third squad? Like, forget about winning. Can you get your third squad? I just want to see. Like, <laughs> that's all I care about. You can butcher the rest of me and get last place. Will you get your third just squad? Just get a squad. Yeah. And, and beat the record. Yeah. Uh, so close every time. Almost there. Maybe one day. Um, this is not Sheffield related, but I'm really excited to see Gabby Martinez. She's making the switch to Powerlifting Americas, competing as a 69. She totaled 540 at her last meet, I think last month. Uh in Chelsea. So she'll be going against my lifter who totaled 530 at Worlds. Um so it'll, that'll be kind of like, uh, you know, is there going to be a, a new kid on the block? And I'm kind of excited and I, I'm, you know, I like her. She's a great person. So I'll be happy either way, but yeah, I'm, that'll be a the fun weight class. I think I'm just, cause I'm a 69, maybe I'm just biased. You are biased. <laughs> I think all, the, <laughs> all my lifters have been like. Like, you know class. why I think it's big? Because the 69 kilo weight class, in my opinion, had the biggest gap on the USA side. Like yeah. it was, it just wasn't the super competitive class. Like sixty three, we're like, oh my god, look at Megan, so strong, oh my god. Yeah. You know, fifty seven, we're like, oh my god, we have Nelly now. Like, wait, did I get that wrong? No, yeah. No, you got it right. Okay, Natalie's um, fifty seven. Look at seventy sixes. I mean, we don't have who's that seventy six. Uh, Dana. Okay, she's a uh, Mike T's client. Uh, I can't that's another class where I'm like, you know, we're just not crushing it at the world level. But like mm -hmm. 69 is like, you know, you think of 69 and you think of Leah. You and think now of apparently Corolla and Sitka. Yeah. <laughs> and Clara. Clara's another one that I picked um, mm -hmm. as the breakout lifter. She's another 69. 
Yeah, but just thinking about like on the USA side, it's like, oh, like wait, there's so a battle even for USA PL. I'm oh, sorry, <laughs> PLA nationals. Like mm-hmm. who's gonna even get in? Like can Chelsea pull out? Is Gabby about to decimate? Like what's gonna happen? And mm-hmm. then at the world level, you look at numbers. Like wait, like Leah can't just chill out. She can't she, just walk yeah. in and win on her. She's cycle. gonna have to. And she's been, from my understanding, I don't know if she still is, but she was hurt at some point leading into Sheffield. Um, And so she hasn't really done anything. I mean, her lips are kind of just outliers anyway. But I remember she squatted 220 in the gym once. And this was during COVID. That was 220, 2020. And she's done, I think, 213 squat. So that's seven. I mean, she hasn't had to, right? Because no one's coming close to her total. So why am I, you know, she's going to continue chipping. Mm-hmm. Um, but he might have to do a little bit more than just chip her total, especially if she wants to do well at Sheffield. Uh, so she's, yeah, she's going to actually have to push it this, no. this prep. So we'll see what, we'll see how that goes. Yeah. So. I'm excited. Cool. I think that's the main, yeah. main me I'm excited for. And then PLA Nationals, like the battles we have, six and nine. I'm excited to watch that. Um, I need to see who's. I need time before I can be excited for you as a PLA Nationals. Like I need to see what's going on there. Oh, what? We're what just is, waiting what? for you to make the switch, Solana. <laughs> We're here. We got a spot safe for you. <laughs> no, I'm not switching. So don't even get interested. Uh, I'm not even gonna give you all the illusion. I have no reason. I'm gonna try next year. We'll ask that same question. Okay. Yeah, good. And then just uh, my full blown biasness of living in Jersey. Uh, Rising mm. Tide meet this in June. Um, that's just exciting because it's supposed to be like a prime time like meet. We have Marshall who's going to be doing the live stream for it. Uh, they asked me and Leah to do the commentating for it. It's an invite only meet. I'm like, we have never had any sort of prime time meet anywhere near my house. So I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I can be a part of it. Like this, I'm excited be fun. for the local New Jerseyans to have a big meet. <laughs> I like it. I love that. Cool. <laughs> I think that's kind of everything. Is there anyone else? Any honorable mention people you want to think about? I can't even think of anyone else right now. Max Scanlon. I think she's. I mean, we're kind of known that she's a. a great lifter. She won worlds in 2022, but she won because. Leah didn't make weight so I think this year she kind of proved herself that she's worthy of hey I didn't just do well because of a you know because someone else couldn't compete she competed and did well because she's actually really strong Mm -hmm. and she was strong before but she just keeps getting stronger she hasn't kind of hit her limit yet so he's my honorable mention love it I didn't think about honorable mention (laughs) oh Can I be your honorable mention? No. <laughs> My to- <laughs> I haven't competed. <laughs> so yeah, you should feel bad. You should feel like I'm your honorable mention just because you pity me. <laughs> you at all. So I get my um, trophy or token trophy. <laughs> you know what? You know who I'm going to mention? Jessica Espinall. Okay. You know, because yeah, I like that. Behind Turbo Tiff. And just overall looking at how she's just been progressing, I think mm-hmm. this year we can finally have a year where it's not like, okay, let's talk about Tiff's going to win, but getting, you know, going six for nine. Like, 
like she really might have to put it if Jessica keeps getting strong like she is and just stays on the same track, she might have to really push like Tiff will have to push to win. And I think that's yeah. really exciting. Um, I like that. That's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. Um I'm excited to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> same. Same. Cool. Great. We did it. Y'all, it's the last episode till 2024. So like in next week, two weeks, <laughs> till next week. year. No, one week break. Till next year. Yeah. Got it. Uh, <laughs> see but, you next year. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> we'll see you next year. But y'all, thank you in general for listening. Thank you for sticking with us. I love all my listeners. I'm so happy y'all here. And have a happy new year. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Celebrate. <laughs> happy holidays. Happy holidays. And. Oh, I was going to sing, but I'm like, oh, they do not want to hear that. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to stop now. You get that one note. Happy holiday. That's it. <laughs> but perfect. <laughs> y'all catch you next time on the Power and Lifting Podcast.